They've watched Citizen Kane a combined 200 times. Elliot's first words were, I personally thought the use of Dutch angles was derivative in the 400 blows. And Nathan's favorite historical figure is Fritz Lang. Now they're bringing that snootiness to you with Magellan's at the Movies. Here we are again. I feel like we start a lot of our episodes with one of us just making kind of an exclamation. Like we're surprised that we're still doing this. <laughs> All right. Good banter, Elliot. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> you got to give me something more than that, man. As far as setups go, that was pretty mid. Okay, whatever. Um... I'd like to take this time real quick just because Elliot got to do it a couple weeks ago for his, but I got to see one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I think it was one of the ones I listed at the beginning at our, you know, big episode at the end of 2022, but I got to see the new Wes Anderson movie this week, Asteroid City. And I just want to say it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. I thought it was one of his best movies that he's ever made. Incredibly funny. I found it probably the most emotional of any of his. I thought the kind of thematic thrust of the film was very interesting and really connected with me personally. But I just wanted to, and it's doing very well financially, which I think is fantastic because he definitely deserves all of the success that's hopefully coming to him. So just... Big recommendation if you're looking for a movie this weekend and you don't want to see the next Indiana Jones, which I'm sure is going to be great, uh, you can go to Asteroid City instead. Support some indie filmmakers. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, I'm sure that that movie is probably bad and Nathan's misjudged the situation quite catastrophically. It's funny that you should mention Indiana Jones because I was going to me- I was going to mention the new one that's coming out that is no one's most anticipated movie and is not shaping up to be financially successful because apparently it's tracking for like a $65 million opening weekend domestically. But the movie's reported and report reported not officially, but the rumored budget of this movie or the estimated budget is in excess of $300 million. And when you add in like, Marketing's cam- marketing campaigns and the cost getting into theaters. This movie's budget is astronomical. And judging by the complete lack of pre-release buzz or anticipation that I've been seeing, I think we might be on the verge of a pretty substantial flop. Well, that's tough. It's especially tough because I feel like movies have been doing really, really well. And even kind of legacy movies have been doing really well this year. Because like John Wick 4 was, I want to say, the highest grossing John Wick movie to date. Uh, Guardians 3, I want to say, was the highest grossing Guardians movie. Uh, Super Mario Bros. obviously did incredibly well in, across, into the, across the Spider-Verse. Uh, made a lot more money than Into the Spider-Verse. So it's been a really good year financially for some movies. Not for Indiana Jones is what it's sounding like. Well, also not for Elemental and not for The Flash. Yeah, it's been a tough year for some people. But some people have been doing very well. Yeah, a lot of the uh, a lot of the like superhero blockbusters have been more like superhero block chippers or block pushers. Lol. But the reason I wanted to bring Indiana Jones up was just to say that the fam and I, uh, not Nathan, obviously, because he's not here, are working our way through the original Indiana Jones movies one a night uh, in preparation for Dial of Destiny because we are mindless consumers and we are planning to see it. Um, but anyway, Good. I just want to say 
those movies are fantastic. If you somehow haven't watched them yet, get it done because gosh, they're, they're so good. They're so much fun. They're so adventurous. Uh, Temple of Doom is a movie, but mid-tier Spielberg is still better than a lot of people's best days, if you ask me. So, Sure. All right. Well, that's that's enough of banter. You know, you're really chatty today, so that's unfortunate. Elliot, why don't you take take the audience through the movie? You picked this movie. This You've seen this one before. This is, I think, the first time we've reviewed a movie that I haven't seen, but you have. So why don't you take the audience through, you know, what what's the deal with the raid? <laughs> yes. The raid, uh, the raid redemption is its full title in English. I think in Indonesian it was in Indonesia it was just called the raid, but the raid colon redemption is a 20, 2011 movie directed by Gareth not Gareth Ev- Edwards, Gareth Evans. It's uh, it's an Indonesian movie. It was written and produced in Indonesia, so it's a foreign film, although Gareth Evans himself was born in Britain, I think, um, but he moved to Indonesia. Uh, the headline for this movie is that it's made, its principal creative team is all, like, stuntmen and choreographers. So this movie was made top to bottom from the ground up, those two phrases mean the same thing, with action in mind. Um, the set design, the story, all of it was made to supplement or complement or enhance the on-screen action and the fighting, that is. So it takes place in Indonesia in a city that I can't remember. It follows a police force who are uh, making a raid, the raid, in fact, on what is quite possibly the most disgusting grimy, unpleasant apartment complex in human history to try to unseat a crime lord who's made that place like his base of operations. Uh, Surprise, surprise, it all goes a bit wrong, and most of them are killed, but our main character, Rama, uh, a younger policeman with a pregnant wife at home, so thoughts and prayers, he's stuck in the building trying to fight off gangsters and make his way to the top so he can arrest the crime lord, get out, bring him to justice, and uh, along the way he has quite a few thugs to dispatch in fairly brutal fashion. So, I'll keep on talking because this, as you said, this is sort of my show. Um, yeah, I we discovered when Nathan was here most recently or not most recently, but the time before that, not that it matters at all, that Nathan has seen... Well, this wasn't a discovery. Nathan has seen a lot more movies than I have. Um, And there are not a lot of movies that I've seen that he hasn't. And thinking about it later, I sort of came to the conclusion that that's partially because... Mostly it's because Nathan just watches more than I do, but I think partially it's because... Nathan is more willing to watch movies on recommendation, my recommendation than I am to watch movies on his recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I wanted to pick something that Nathan hadn't seen and I had, and I picked one that I, I've seen and that I enjoy quite a bit, which led me to the raid. I spared Nathan from having to watch another Coen Brothers movie, but we'll we'll get you watching A Serious Man one of these days, I promise. But in the meantime, we're watching the raid. Uh, Nathan, you typically... I, I can never really predict how you're going to react to action movies. Like movies that are just purely for the action, that are purely for the popcorn entertainment... Sometimes uh, you really like them, like you're more of a fan of Marvel than I am. Sometimes they really don't work for you. Like I like the latter half of the John Wick movies than you do. So I have to admit, I'm I'm very curious here. I'm really curious about what you thought of this movie. So I'm going to prepare myself. Uh, I, I've got Shadow here for comfort. Shadow, he's laying on his back and not really paying attention. But Nathan, let's have it. What do you think? Give us your opening thoughts. 
Um, yeah, I was I was excited to watch this movie because I've obviously heard about it. I think the rate is fairly popular online. A lot of you know film bros will bring it up when they're talking about action movies and stuff. So I was excited to watch this. And uh, I would have to say that this falls kind of in the same camp as the latter half of the John Wick movies for me, that I appreciate the action sort of stuff, but it feels like, and this is an issue that I've had with quite a few movies in the last like two years, not just John Wick, but like everything, everywhere, all at once, RRR, if you watched RRR. Last year that apparently we've decided that flashy fight scenes or even just like barely above competent fight scenes means we're going to ignore every other meaningful aspect of a movie and just be like, oh, I guess it's fine that the main character is nothing. And there's a bunch of bizarre plot choices that are just stupid. So... Yeah, we'll get more into it, but on the whole, I was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say disappointed, because I didn't go in expecting a huge, amazing story, but I did kind of think the story would be slightly more competent than uh, it it turned out being. Well, it's another failure from Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) This is... This is interesting, though, because I feel like we don't usually get me on the uh, the more critical side. I feel like usually it's you who are less enamored with the film than me. Well, let's let's get started then. Let's uh, we might as well jump in with the action and the choreography. This movie is basically just like four or five big blowout fight scenes. Um a scattering of more minor fight scenes and some cut scenes in between uh, with where the characters uh, sort of give narrative justification for all of the fights. Um, I think that this movie is, is pretty fun to watch because of, because of how insane the action is. Like, I don't know why everyone is fighting at such a high level like these drug dealers are all apparently black belts in karate they've they have studied the way of the fist for their entire life to prepare for this same thing with the policemen like they're trained in firearms but more importantly they know how to be batman um and i think that's a hilarious and b just really entertaining like the action is just it's so brutal and hard-hitting and the sound, I think that sound design is really important for a good action movie. Like, you don't want the sound the sound of a, a blow to be too overdone, unless you're in, like, an Indiana Jones movie where the sound of punches is deliberately very canned uh, and it sounds very fake. Um, but you also don't want it to sound realistic because that just sounds a bit like you're punching a watermelon or something. And I think that they found the perfect balance in this movie because every every hit sounds like it hurts a lot. But it's not like overblown to where it sounds like every punch is accompanied with a thunderclap or anything. And of course, the choreography uh, is ridiculous. Nobody actually fights like this, I don't think. But it's so it's very it's very choreographed. But the choreography is so I don't know how to describe it. Like it's brutal, but also very elegant and it's just incredible to watch. And some of the things that people do just, just make me cackle. Like the one when he, like the first big fight with Rama, the main character, he's in like a hallway and a bunch of thugs accost him. And when he like, he like grabs there, he breaks open a door. And so there's a bunch of jagged wood at the, base of the door so he grabs the one guy and then jumps and like slams his his neck onto the jagged wood at the base of the door and i was like wow that's really cool that's uh and there's so many great takedowns like that that just make you kind of go like ooh, but also yeah 
yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying about the fight scenes. Obviously, I was not uh, disappointed in that. I think from that same fight scene you were just describing, when he like hit the guy's head against the wall all the way down the all the way down the wall and the camera like followed the guy's head. And I want to say the music also had like a bub up, bub up, bub up, you know, sort of noise. I mean, that was really fun. And there was more than a few other times where someone did something that, yeah, just kind of made me laugh. I was like, that's such a ludicrous thing to do. Uh, I did find the one, I think kind of final big blowout fight scene in the drug lab was kind of funny just because the one white uh, sergeant guy was clearly like not as good at fighting <laughs> as everyone else that, you know, Rama is doing these crazy kick flips and then he's just like punching a guy once and then hitting him with a chair. <laughs> I, I found that quite entertaining, but yeah, I mean, the fight choreography is very good. Like you said, it's very choreographed. There was more than a few things that I was like, I don't think you can do that to someone unless they're helping, like, unless they're helping you. Like, the tiny mad dog guy or whatever flipped more than a few people that I was like, I don't think he had enough, like, energy to flip that person unless they're helping him flip them. Which maybe, you know, that's a fighting tactic. I've never fought before, so I, I don't know. But yeah, the action is very, very impressive. I'm not going to sit here and diss the action. Yeah, and I think that it absolutely does carry the movie. I actually think that the other stuff about the movie, I think that there's other stuff to compliment the movie for than just the action. Obviously, the action is sort of front and center in the movie's presentation but i think that there that everything else does pretty well for itself obviously we're gonna have disagreements about that but for now mm -hmm. i think that the action it never really gets old like this is a this is not a movie that overstays its welcome i don't feel um and it doesn't lean exclusively on its action but the action doesn't get to the point where i in so in john wick 4 by the end of the movie i was kind of like dang, I, there's only so many ways I can watch John Wick shoot someone in the head before I'm like, okay, I've seen it all before now. And it gets to the point where the, he's clearly, I mean, these, these movies are very much like video games. I mean, I joke about the whole cutscene thing, but this movie, the extraction movies that I've watched recently, John Wick, they're, they're very much like video games. And so in that context, I think that John Wick overlevels uh, quite a bit towards the end of his <laughs> franchise. Whereas this one, um, the heroes are strong enough that you're that it's it's fun to watch them, and they're clearly always at an advantage. But they also they take a lot of damage themselves, and it's believable-ish that they can fight their way through overwhelming odds to achieve victory. And the boss fight at the end between Rama and his brother and Mad Dog, who, if you didn't if you didn't know, has a cameo in The Force Awakens. He plays the one guy that uh, Nathan is frowning, so I'm just going to have to explain this. When Han Solo, when we first meet him on that big ship of his, and the two gangs come and are like, we don't like you and we want to take your stuff and kill you. Mad Dog is one, he's like the partner of the leader of that first gang that shows up. So not the Scottish guy with the guys who wear target masks for some reason, but the first gang who's a little more rough and rowdy. Mad Dog is the, the smaller guy who only has like one line, I think, but that's it. Because J.J. Abrams hmm. was a big fan of this movie. That doesn't matter the point is that boss fight is great. Um, like it, it's totally believable that Mad Dog can fight two people at once, and also like it's just relentless how they have to they have to really fight tooth and nail to take him down, and that just adds such a visceral weight to the fights. I think is how how hard it is to take someone down in this movie. Like nobody really goes down with a single hit, you have to really work to take someone down. You have to do the environmental takedowns or yeah, the takedowns where 
somebody's giving you a bit of a boost by probably just kind of jumping over you more than you are flipping them over your shoulder. But it's still, yeah, it's just the, I think that that's what I really like about the action scene this in this movie is that the victories actually do feel like they're very hard fought, which makes the movie feel more tense and more engaging than somebody who's just completely, who's just an unstoppable pain train. Yeah, and I think this is, you know, I don't really have anything else to really say about the action. So I, what I kind of want to start to talk about, and I think this is where we're going to kind of split. And I was thinking about this a lot after watching this movie because I was like, okay, I like some more than a few movies that have little to no plot or characterization or you know, kind of these thematic elements that we've talked about in a lot of our other reviews. And so I was thinking of this idea of how simplistic does a movie need to be and where does the movie cross the line from just like simplicity of, right, we're just trying to be an action movie to simplicity of like, this is just stupid. And I think there's just too many moments in the raid where it veers too far into this is just stupid and not the simplicity of, I was thinking of like Mad Max Fury Road, which is such an incredibly simple concept. And Max is such a non-starter in terms of right any sort of characterization or even like the good, the bad and the ugly and Clint Eastwood in the dollars trilogy. I feel like those are movies that very beautifully have simplicity without ever making it stupid i mean the opening of this movie felt like one of those clips in the simpsons where it's like a movie making fun of arnold schwarzenegger movies elliot do you know what i'm talking about i can't remember the character's name but it's the 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 one where he's like in the bar with his partner and his partner is listing like all of these amazing events that are coming up that he's going to retire and his daughter's graduating and he's finally got a boat and the boat is called the live forever. And then his right. The partner instantly gets shot. Do you know what I'm talking about now? Uh, that does sound familiar. I can't call the episode to mind. Okay, but there's more than a few clips like that where they're making fun of kind of generic action movies. And the opening to this movie felt like one of those clips that he's training in the dark and then he's going to his pregnant wife and he's telling her, you know, I'll bring him back. And then he goes up to some nondescript person who never shows up again and says, I'll bring him back. It was just so like it felt more stupid than it did simple. And then as soon as the movie, I think the first like 20 minutes of the movie was just perfect simplicity, right? We're going to raid this apartment building that's run by a drug lord and it's, you know, no one's ever been able to do it. Amazing. And then as soon as they're kind of discovered, very good. But then as soon as it starts bringing up other stuff like, oh, his brother is the second in command or whatever. I'm like, why are we bogging? Why are we bogging down the simplicity of this film with stupid, pointless nonsense? So I don't know. I guess kind of my question is, where do you think, clearly you feel the movie falls more in simplicity as, you know, a very good thing than simplicity as, right, a stupid thing. But, you know, what do you kind of think of that or just the story of the movie as a whole? Uh. That's interesting because I did not get any of that at all. Like sometimes when we're talking about movies that we disagree on, I can kind of predict what you're going to say when you when you establish a problem that you have with a movie. I can sort of call to mind examples where I could see where that problem might manifest itself. I had no idea where you were going with that. Um, and I think that, I don't know, I, I guess I just... I guess I just found it more simple than stupid. Like he was a policeman, so he was training because he was because he was training because he wanted to be ready for the big day, I guess. Um and I obviously the whole pregnant wife thing is is not necessary. I think you could probably lose it and the movie wouldn't lose much of anything like if he was just a 
Bachelor or something. But the inclusion of it didn't really make me angry or anything, or it didn't irritate me the way it clearly has irritated you, because I don't think that the movie really played it up that much. Um, outside of a few scenes where he was like, I'd like to get back to my pregnant wife. And it's 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 funny you saying all this, because that's like, not word for word, but that is exactly the problem that I had with Extraction 2. Uh, shameless plug, read my review of that on the blog. But basically the problem was that Extraction 1 and 2 was a simple movie that was trying to complicate itself, it felt to me. And the things that it added just felt like they called attention to how threadbare and sloppy their efforts were. It's like when a, a child is lying to you and they come up with this insane, elaborate story that the creation of which just calls attention to how poor their elaborations really are. Um... But I didn't really get that from this movie. I thought that the inclusion of the brother character was more to just flesh out Rama so he had a more personal investment in what was going on rather than just the whole wife thing where if his objective was to get back to his wife, that's, that would fail because we don't know his wife at all. Uh, we've never spent any time with him, so we don't really have any connection to him. But when his main objective is more to navigate this complication that he's discovered with his brother being part of it, we're more involved in that because we get to spend more time with him and his brother. So I, I think that you do, you would kind of lose something without the brother character, whereas with him... It just, it works towards investing you more in the proceedings. Yeah, I, I just fully disagree. I don't agree at all with that. I don't see how, I feel like if you're going to go for simplicity, you want to, exactly what you were saying, that every kind of further attempt to make it less simple just calls attention to how simple and stupid the thing is you know and the pregnant wife wasn't the only example and honestly i wasn't a, i didn't have a huge issue with the brother thing because i think if he just had the wife then there wouldn't be much reason for him to stay in the building past right as soon as it becomes obvious that they're not going to be able to accomplish their objective. If it's just him trying to get back to his wife, then the movie becomes slightly different as opposed to him having an objective in the building to keep him in the building. But there were other stuff too, that like the Sergeant guy is kind of a nothing, the guy in charge of the raid who it turns out is maybe also a drug Lord or something I mean, he's kind of a nothing. And then the whole speech that the guy they're there to get, he gives to him at the very end of the movie. And then he tries to shoot himself was so overblown and silly. It was just so, and it just came out. It felt like it came out of nowhere. And it was exactly what you were talking about, that it's this attempt to make some larger almost point. And in doing so, it just highlighted how threadbare everything else in the movie was, for me at least. And then it, you know, it, it kind of ended in a, like it didn't even feel like I really got a final battle because the fight with Mad Dog took place just far enough away from the end of the movie that I thought there might be another final battle. And then there wasn't. So I was just left in like, oh wait, that was supposed to be the final battle. And then the last 20 or, you know, 10 or so minutes, I don't know how long it actually was, but the, like the last 10 minutes was just this kind of over dramatic, silly thing with the sergeant. And then even the ending of the movie, he like his brother doesn't even come with him. I don't even under, I don't understand how it's even an actual end to the movie. And again, this might just be the difference between you know, you were very entertained, so you get swept up in that entertainment value, so you overlook some of these things. 
I was less entertained during the action. So I was less swept up in the film. So I had more time to dedicate to questions like, why on earth are they showing me this? And do I care? To which the answers were, they have no idea. And I have no idea. Yeah, I, I just don't get that at all. Like, it that that's all like the sergeant is a is a fairly nothing character but he's also a very minor character so it's not like if you, it's I, I it just doesn't really matter to me if a minor character is kind of poorly fleshed out so it's not like my problem with blondie from uh the good the bad and the ugly where he's like front and center so it mattered more to me that he was more of a nothing burger but if a character with like what 10 minutes total screen time is a nothing character i'm just not all that bothered by it and i don't i don't remember the speech he gave at the end but i don't remember finding it very overblown or anything i think that the movie definitely takes itself very seriously i guess i just bought that more than you did so in the moments where it was taking itself very seriously, I was just like, yeah, all right, this is a, this movie is trying to be like a serious adult movie, but I didn't find it. You seem to have found it very um, desperate or like it was trying way too hard. I, I just, I just didn't see that. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that was kind of how it felt to me. And I mean, this isn't, you know, obviously everyone watches movies differently. It's interesting that you don't feel like any of my things, you don't see any of them in the movie. Because I just, yeah, I just, I, I think I just dedicated more time to asking questions of the movie, which is maybe not good for a movie that's uh, so action oriented, but uh, it didn't really give me enough things to keep me distracted from that. So I don't know. It's an inner, you know, I'm sure if I watched this with other people, I would have more fun, but um, yeah, I I just thought it was really silly. Well, I, I think maybe you're just really silly. <laughs> uh, no, that's you know, not true. That's not yeah. true. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, I do think that it's interesting because almost always when somebody gives me a reading from a movie that I didn't have, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see where I, I see where you were getting that from what was presented. But I yeah, I your reading is obviously legitimate and it's a, it's it's a it's a valid way to experience the movie. This is probably the first time where you've given me your interpretation of a movie. And I've been like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you got that. I honestly thought as I watched the movie and as I was kind of like reading reviews for the movie, and I could only find one that kind of said a similar sort of thing to me that it was like, wow, this is really like the action's good, but man, this story is stupid. <laughs> so I did kind of think that, this might happen that I would, um, that we would end up in this sort of situation. I feel like I don't even know you. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, That's... let's move on from the, uh, we'll say ambiguous merits of the story and the characters. Um, sure. and let's talk about the, some other things that I, that I liked about this movie and we'll, we'll see, uh, what you make of it all. I thought that the set design was really good um, in, I, in the way that I feel like it was really contributing to the environment and the atmosphere of the movie. Like this is a gritty movie and gosh dang it, this is a gritty set. I mean, this place is disgusting. I would not want to spend a day here, much less live here. But I think that that contributed to what the movie was going for. Same thing with like, costume design of the thugs um they legitimately looked like some of the thugs some of the pirates that you fight in uncharted or uh in a call of duty game um not that i play call of duty of course that's uh that's childish um but anyway 
And uh, yeah, I thought that in general, obviously the action is very well shot. They don't have that ridiculous shaky cam that literally only Catherine Bigelow has figured out. Catherine Bigelow and Paul Greengrass have figured out how to work to any extent. And even they, sometimes I'm like, all right, just calm down, guys. Somebody, somebody get the, somebody call 911 because the cameraman is having an actual stroke. Um, but the camera was relatively steady during the action. And when it did shake, it felt like it was more to just emphasize the chaos of the proceedings. Um, and it didn't have the, you know, obnoxious. I just said, you know, it's unbelievable. It truly is unbelievable. It's like a, it's like a tick. No, it doesn't have the obnoxious random zooms. I really dislike random zooms on the characters' faces when they're sweating and shouting. And I'm just like, get, get me away from this man. Um, it didn't have any of that. So I just thought that this was, despite the messiness of everything that was happening, I thought that it was a very cleanly shot and produced movie. But uh, um, what what do, you, what do you think of that? What, what do you think of that, Nathan? No, I agree. Although I do think some of the elements you're talking about kind of contributed to me in some places in the movie feeling like it was veering into almost self-parody because they are going for, like you said, a very gritty, serious sort of atmosphere. But there were just moments where, and like the coloring is very, everything's very gray and, you know, nothing looks very bright or flashy or nice. And so there were a few moments, again, with, you know, I feel like he was in the movie more than you did, but maybe he just annoyed me more. But that sergeant character, there was more than a few scenes where I was like, this is just silly. Like, you could drop this into an SNL skit almost wholesale without having to change anything, because this is so overdramatic and ridiculous. But I do think in the fight scenes and in terms of setting a tone, uh, the cinematography and set design and all of the stuff you're talking about, were very good. I did kind of like the music. I was kind of vibing to the music. It was kind of a synthy. Um, it reminded me a lot of the soundtrack to Gone Girl, somewhat of just like funky sort of noises. But I, I thought the soundtrack was pretty neat. And you know, I don't know if I would listen to it casually necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the technical elements were all, you know, there. It looked good. The I, I'm assuming the either the blood squibs or the CGI blood squibs all looked very real and such. So I was not I did not have um, issues with the movie in a technical sense. It's all it's all in the story. I think that we can start moving towards the door here. Um, just because obviously I've been playing the role of defense in this trial. Um, I've mostly been talking about the stuff that I like about it. So I just want to take a moment to um, address some of the quibbles that I do have with it. And mostly they are just things that Nathan didn't like, but I found them in different places. So like the pregnant wife, I do think that you probably could have cut that and not lost anything. Um, there, I think that, man, maybe actually I don't actually dislike that much about this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think in terms of performances, everyone's doing fine. I do struggle a bit to evaluate performances because obviously it's difficult to evaluate the like vocal pitch and the tenor of people's voices when you don't understand what they're saying. It's hard to know, like, the did the emphasis on that word work, or was it kind of weird? So I can't speak to that, but everyone's expressions looked like the expression <laughs> the expression I might have in that situation. If I was a drug lord, I would probably frown at my uh, security cameras every now and then and say something like, go get them, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, really, I don't have anything really significant that I that I didn't really like about this movie. There are just quibbles here where I think trim that a bit, uh, beef that up a bit. Um, nothing that's going to really impact the grade that I eventually give it. Um, just a reminder, sometimes if I don't give a movie a perfect score, that's not because there's a bunch of imperfections in the movie. It's just because it wasn't perfect enough to warrant the, uh, the coveted a plus, but, uh, yeah. Do you have any, 
what's your what's your closing thoughts? Your closing argument. I guess I, you say closing argument maybe a bit facetiously, but I do think a movie review or a movie critique is in some ways an argument. So I would just, you know, I don't know. My whole thing with movies is what is the movie's intention, right? And I would say for sure this movie's intention is entertainment through the action scenes and through the um right kind of establishing of this tone this very serious gritty tone that they want to establish to take into the action scenes so that everything feels kind of cohesive and my biggest issues with movies are typically when i feel like they've added a lot of extraneous elements that serve to detract from the intention of the film and i feel like this movie has quite a few extra quite a few of those extraneous elements, stuff like the pregnant wife, stuff like the sergeant, stuff like even kind of that one guy who helps them a bit. He's uh, He serves a function in the plot, but even that is almost like an after, it feels almost like an afterthought that everything is just, and I do think this is how this movie was made, everything is just an avenue to get to the next fight scene right? We have to get them here and then we have to move them to the next fight scene. And I felt like I could see so clearly that this was, that this was all right, manipulated, that this was all created. And it felt like that to the detraction of my enjoyment in the film. So I don't really have any other closing thoughts other than to just, you know, re-articulate kind of what I've already said. I feel like this movie sometimes leans too simple and too silly for me to really enjoy it that much outside of if it was trying to be funny, but I don't think it's trying to be funny. So. I mean, yeah, I, that, that just doesn't, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think that all of that stuff makes sense in context. Like if you're in a building full that's run and operated and overseen by a drug Lord who's got his men looking for you on every floor, it makes sense that you're going to spend a lot of your time fighting. Um, and I think that the stuff that they do add that's not action is meant to complement the action. Like the sergeant is supposed to be is geared towards emphasizing the like gritty tone of the movie and the um, corruption, the endemic corruption that the police are up against because he ends up being a, a traitor. Um, and yeah, I just, there's just never, I, I cannot imagine a single moment in this movie where I felt like it was silly. Like, some things might not make sense, or they might be illogical, but never, like, a silly moment where I was like, this is just laughable, or never anything that... I think any scene in this SNL skit from this movie, and people would be like, oh, wow, what a cool scene from a cool movie. Why'd they show that? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really cannot imagine what you're referring to there. Um, but I... I I guess I guess it's just different strokes for different folks. I guess, I guess. Well, let's, you know, let's get into numbers and we'll see how different we really end up being. Uh, I think, again, you know, this is an entertaining movie. If I had a bunch of friends over and one of them was really nutty about this film and wanted to watch it, I would not, you know, fight it very ardently. I would watch it. I'm sure I'd have a enjoyable enough time. I can't really imagine ever sitting down and choosing to watch this on my own, though. The action is good. The technical elements are good. I just think it sometimes, yeah, veers too far into simplicity. So it's like a, a, a 5.8 or so is what I would give it. Wow, that is... See, that's laughable. That's silly. That's what I think. Um, uh, yeah, I... I I really enjoy this movie. I think that everything in it really works or, or it doesn't not work to the extent that I feel compelled to really dock it that much. Um, it's a really fast paced, high octane, thrilling movie 
Um, I like the grittiness, uh, and I like the... I like the simple characters and the simple understandable motivations and objectives of everyone. I think it's filmed really well. I think it's obviously choreographed to an extremely high standard. Everyone who says that this movie is the Indonesian John Wick. No, my friend, John Wick is the American, the raid. Um, So yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it an a minus. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a gap. What a gap. That's probably the biggest gap we've had. Or, I don't know. What did I give La La Land again? Isn't it like a B or something? A B? Yeah, a B to a 10. I feel like that's, you know, like a, what, a 7 to a 10? We we make it so much harder on ourselves by using different scales. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's quite a sizable gap. Good on you. I'm glad you enjoy it. You know, Everyone needs dumb movies to enjoy, I guess. That's, that's once we review say. once we review the Big Lebowski, it's going to be like night and day. Talk about a movie that veers so far into simplicity that it's just moronic. Good, Dude, that movie is hilarious. Oh that's God. a that is a great movie. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, we're not going to get into this. Um, let's get in. Let's get, instead let's get into something else. Let's get into recommendations. I'm going to go first. Um, I thought about recommending Mad Max Fury Road, but I've already recommended that for another movie that I think is fairly similar to this. Instead, I went with a movie that probably a lot of people have already seen, but that I think is uh, was kind of a good version or a better version of this action movie simplicity, and that's going to be the original Die Hard. I think the action is not necessarily as good as it is in this movie, but I do think in terms of a grounded, exciting, very, very well done premise that has since been right. There's more than a few movies that do kind of a die hard. A a guy is trapped in a place with a bunch of enemies and has to figure out how to systematically take them down. Uh, The formula is a tried and true classic and they really, Hit it on the hit the nail on the head. I think with this first version of that formula, the movie is really fun. Uh, Bruce Willis does a surprisingly good job back when he still you know cared about acting, and yeah, it's just a really good, solid, simple action movie that I think doesn't have a lot of the extraneous elements that make the raid kind of annoying for me. So I'm going to recommend Die Hard. If you haven't ever seen it, I think it's one of the action movie classics. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I have to say I've never enjoyed it as much as a lot of other people do. Like a lot of other people, a lot of people think that it's like their favorite action movie. It's the best action movie ever. Um, I think it's really good. It's, it's probably not my favorite, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. John McTiernan, uh, directed it, director of such great movies like The Hunt for Red October and, um, Predator. Uh, yeah, the first one's Predator, which is a pretty good movie. Um, so yeah, I, I, I second that recommendation. My recommendation, it was a little bit hard to do because, uh, as usual, I was trying to stick as closely as possible to the formula and the tone and so on of the movie that I was recommending for. I ended up choosing Ip Man, uh, the, oh, I'm completely blanking on his name, Donnie, uh, Donnie Yen movie. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's based on a real person in that Ip Man, well, it, the pronunciation will be Ip Man, actually was a person who existed. That's about where the similarities end. Um, But it's about a, if you haven't seen it, it's about a martial art master, martial arts grandmaster, who invented a new style of fight, fighting. Um, And he's very good. Everyone loves him. uh, And everyone is always challenging him to a duel and inevitably losing. And then being like, wow, I can't believe I lost to like the greatest martial arts master in history. What's, What's going on? But anyway, the bulk of the movie is about him uh, fighting in a sort of tournament that the it's set in World War Two in the it's a Cambodian, I think, movie, an Asian movie. 
and it's set in China um, during World War II when Japan invaded China. So it's set in large part during the Japanese occupation. It follows Ip Man, Ip Man uh, fighting in a tournament that the Japanese set up because in these movies, and I've seen all four of them, everyone, everyone's religion is their style of martial arts. And they're constantly going on crusades to prove their fighting style is the best there is. Um, Japanese do that. Ip Man uh, uses his Wing Chun style, I think is what it's called, to fight them off and fight all all manner of evildoers. Uh, the choreography is front and center in this movie. It's very much like the raid in that it's very balletic or balletic. I'm not 100. It's like a ballet. It's very elegant, very choreographed, but also really cool. It's not as brutal or gritty as the raid. Um, but Donnie Yen is a really charismatic actor, and I think that the character of Ip Man is is simple, but in a good way, like this movie is, despite what Nathan says. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a really enjoyable movie. The series goes pretty insane towards the end, like some pretty wild things happen, but I'm I'm here for it, generally speaking. Um, they're making a fifth one, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Ip Man died in the last one, but whatever. I guess it's going to be a prequel or something. My goodness. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's not actually a spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, holy nuggets. The whole point of, if you know anything about the real person of Ip Man, you, you know where the story is going. Um, but anyway, it's a good movie. It's a great uh, action, fun blockbuster movie. I would recommend it and uh, give it a watch if you haven't. Yeah, I've never seen that. Elliot's more into Asian martial arts films than I am because he's seen, you know, more of them than me. But that sounds like a fun movie. I love Donnie Yen. He's really great. He's in John Wick 4. Um, he is. But uh, saying the words John Wick 4 puts me in mind of the phrase, life is hard and full of disappointments, uh, which uh, you, you'll know. If we ever review John Wick 4, you'll understand why that is. Yeah, good gravy. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm sorry to be one of those disappointments. If you're one of those raid diehard fans, like I guess Elliot is uh, today, we can't all love every movie, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We'll have another new episode out next week. It should be pretty fun. And yeah, thanks for listening. Check out the blog. Like Elliot put in the plug. I'm putting in another plug. That's two plugs. Check out the blog. Leave a comment saying, wow, Elliot, you're so clever and well-written and well-spoken. Because <laughs> he would love to see the support. He needs a lot of support. He has very low self-esteem. So be sure to show up and help him. Um, wow. <laughs> that That's all for us today. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.